Father, we thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you for the power, the Spirit of God. We thank you for the blessings of God. We thank you for all that you have done and accomplished in our lives. We thank you for the word that you have sent forth and what you have for us and that we are recipients and we are not only hearers, but we are doers of the word of God. Can you say amen? If you could turn with me to Second Chronicles, please. Um, I'm going to continue on from this morning. Uh, who was here this morning? Amen. Did you get anything out of it? Hallelujah. And we're going to look at that 14th verse there. He's going to put it up on the screen. And um, uh, as I started, I was on a journey. I won't share. Just listen to the morning service. But as I was on a journey in Second Chronicles, the Lord has been giving me more. And then I've been sharing it with my friends. And they was calling me up. And the Lord has been speaking to them about this. And as I was just sitting there, as the service was going on, and I said, you guys are really doing an excellent job. I'm very proud of you guys. You're, you're on your way. I can just see the power of God just falling on you guys and knocking you out. And we're someone going to have to drive you home because you're out in the spirit of God, praying in tongues. And, and you're going to look in the mirror and say, I don't even recognize that person. Who are you? Christ in you. Amen. The hope of glory. I don't think the same. I don't act the same. I don't respond the same. I don't talk the same. Amen. You can't come in the presence of the Lord and walk out the same way. Amen. He changes you. The power of God changes. Pastor said we go from glory to glory, from faith to faith. There is a change. You don't want to stay the way you are. You don't want to remain the way you are. Trust me. Amen. You want to keep going on with God. And so um, we're going to look at that 20th uh, chapter in the 14th verse. And I, I was on a journey. And as I was just sitting there meditating, I was like, God really want us to live a carefree life. Amen. And I'm going to show you here in Second Chronicles how to literally walk you through this where you can live a carefree life, a carefree life, a stress-free life. You know, people say, I'm, I'm living my best life. And, and freedom, real freedom isn't when you come to church and hear the word of God in the presence of the Lord. He touch you and then go back home and you're wondering and contemplating and you're burdened down with the cares of life. That's not real freedom. Freedom is every day of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Real freedom is at noonday, midday, nighttime, whatsoever. Hallelujah. What's in here? You out there? I'm free. Whom the sun set free. And then say whom the sun set free in church on Sunday morning. Amen. You, you see, so that's not true freedom. You can get a release. You can get the burden removed, but you got to go back out there in the world. I want this when I'm out there, when I get the bad phone call. I want this out there when somebody cutting me off. I, wanna, I want this out there, you know, when, when things are happening. I want this real freedom. Praise God. And so uh, I want to I just share this with you guys real here. Second Chronicles, the 20th chapter. If you listen to the first part, uh, you know, this morning, uh, you'll get it. But the 14th verse, we're going to look at the uh, 14th verse. Tw yeah, 20th chapter. Mm hmm Okay. Now, Jehoshaphat made a prayer. And, and the Lord was showing me how Jehoshaphat, God fight his battle. I'm going to talk about why you don't want to fight your own battle. 
you don't want to fight one battle. Anything comes against you in life, any wrong feeling, emotion, you don't have to fight it. I want you to get this. You don't have to fight one battle. And so right here, Jehoshaphat, all these armies, they came up against Jehoshaphat and the people of God. And Jehoshaphat began to pray. And the Lord showed me, he said, notice how Jehoshaphat prayed. We won't take time to read all that. But Jehoshaphat came to God, and he was literally reminding God of his covenant. Say his covenant. His covenant. And I'm here to say that you have a covenant with God as well. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Je Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, and the son of Jeel, and the son of Mathaniah, and a, Le a Levite of the sons of Asaph in the midst of the assembly. Amen. So after Jehoshaphat prayed, then the Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the young prophets. And the prophet said, listen all of you Judah, all of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you also, King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord to you, do not be afraid, even though all these armies coming against you, you are outnumbered, you don't have the power, you don't have the strength, you don't have the ability, you don't have the know-how, you don't have the wisdom, you don't have this, you don't have that, but still don't be afraid. Okay, and then he goes on, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great army. He wasn't denying that the army, faith isn't denying that you don't have cancer. It's not saying, oh, well, you don't have no cancer. If the cancer there, it's there. You're not denying it. You are saying whatever is there, there's something greater going to remove it. Okay. Okay, so notice this. He said, be not be dismayed because of this great army. He didn't, God didn't say, there's no great army. There is a great army. <laughs> okay, for the battle is not yours, but God's. How to live a stress-free life. Not only in church. He wants you to live this life out there in your home when you're on the job because you're going to get attacked. The devil's going to sneak one up on you. He's going to try to do something, but you can still live a stress-free life. Okay, so the first thing you need to know is the battle is not yours, but God's. So after the Lord started showing me this, I started saying it to myself. Faith come by what? And hearing Amen. So I just started saying, anything that comes against me, this is not my battle. This is not my battle. You got to say it out loud. Say, this is not my battle. You got to say it over. Say, some just sat there. <laughs> say, this is not my battle. Amen. See, the devil wants you to fight the battle. And you'll wear yourself out. People come to church tired, drained emotionally because they're fighting that battle. That's not the battle God called you to fight. So he said the battle is not yours, but God's. And that's based on our covenant. You have the definition of a covenant. And as I was stating earlier, uh, how David, when David came out to fight Goliath, Goliath there, he was um, uh, uh, tormenting the people of God and just bring one person out, you know, your king or your best man, and the be may the best man win. That's what Goliath was saying, and when David came up on the scene, he was like, what, 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 what meaneth this? What, is there not a cause? And then so David was like, what's going on? And then someone repeated to David, you know, 
uh, 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 that the giant is threatening us. And then, then they repeat it to him. Whoever defeat the giant, they, they, they don't, their family don't pay taxes. They get all this, and they get the king's wife as well. David says, say that again. <laughs> and so David, he said, but his response was this. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? In other words, this giant, as big, as bad, as strong, as mighty he was, he's out of covenant. He has no covenant with God. Are you hearing me? And anything that attacks you that's not of God is not in your covenant. Are you hearing me? A, a covenant is a binding agreement in a literal sense. A covenant means a binding agreement, a legal contract. It is a seal between two or more parties. In a biblical sense, the word covenant um, drives from, uh, derives from the same root word meaning to cut. This means that in the culture of the Bible, covenant carried weight and was often cut or sealed in blood. So when Jesus hung on the cross, he did it for you and me. He did not do it for himself because he was already in union with God. It was God in him reconciling the world. So when the blood was dripping from his hands and from his feet, it was to bring us into God. And because of the blood being shed, and, who, and, and when our blood was shed on the cross, it represents our justification where we did not have to go to hell. Jesus paid the price, and when that blood was shed, and when you said, Jesus, be Lord of my life, he picked you up out of hell and came in covenant with him. And that covenant means everything I have, Jesus, everything heaven represents is now yours. Amen. Say we have a covenant. Say, I have a covenant. And so, and, part, and, and a part in that covenant is this. God promised to fight your battles. In that covenant, he promised to give you the victory. In that covenant, he promised to heal your body. In that covenant, he promised to restore your family. Say hallelujah. What else do I have? I had something else for covenant. Amen. Woo. God makes notice that it's a, a contract. Covenant. When you said Jesus be Lord, you came into a contract. A legal binding covenant. Blood has to be shed. And the blood was shed. In the Bible, see also Bible, it says an agreement between God and his people. In which God makes promises to his people and usually requires certain conditions or, or, or conduct from them. In the Old Testament, God made agreement with Noah, Abraham, and Moses. In that prayer, Jehoshaphat said, hey. 
We have a covenant with you. Remember your friend Abraham. You made a promise. Blood was shed. And that same promise is to Abraham children, children, and children. And then in Galatians, it says, if you be the sons of Abraham or the children of Abraham, we have the promises of God. The blood had to be shed. So it didn't stop with Abraham, and it didn't stop with Isaac and Jacob. It came all the way down to us. Cursed is he who hangs on the cross, that the blessings of Abraham may fall upon the Gentiles. We are the Gentiles, and one of your blessings is this. You do not have to fight your battle. Let's go back. And so after the prophet prayed and said the battle, verse 14, the battle is not yours, but God. I want you from this day to start saying anything comes against you. The battle's not mine. Just say it. Just say the battle, not mine. When that wrong thought come, the battle's not mine. Say it out loud. Amen. When, when that emotion come, because the devil will show you a picture. My sister here, she was just telling me that her car was stolen. The devil got to give it back. Amen. She don't have to go looking for it. The battle is not hers. It's not her battle. God will return it. I was, uh, I was flying all day yesterday to get here, and I was so tired. Man, I was in church all week last week, and then I only got two hours of sleep. Friday night, got up early, 4, 4 20 in the morning, had to catch a flight, and uh, um, by the time I got to the second airport, I, I was so out of it. And then when I got to the house there, I was opening up my book bag, and my laptop wasn't in there. Gone. I got all my information in there, everything. And so I said, which airport did I leave it at? And as so I called up a friend, I said, hey, we're going to have to try to get some numbers or something like that. And, um, and, and, uh, and, and, and she said, there. I said, yeah. She said, we're going to put the angels on it. I said, that's right. The battle's not mine. I need this computer. The battle's not mine. And I just got a text. She said, I'm on the phone with them now. They think they have it. What I'm saying, whatever crisis is in your life, if you can only allow him to fight that battle, he can win the victory for you greater than you can. And let's look up the definition of relinquish real quick, quick. As I was stating early this morning, are you getting anything out of this? You have to listen to both parts of it. But link, uh, so when I was praying, I was telling them how I got here. I was like, we went to prayer, and I never did pray. Just like y'all did, I was just, I was just thanking God. I was just praising God, just thanking him. And I want to say this. Sometimes it's good not even to listen to worship music. Just turn everything off and just start thanking him. And just start thanking God. Start praising him. Start worshiping him. And uh, let me stop right there real quick. Let me, let me, let me give you a story here. I was uh, in, in Tulsa where my wife, Robin, and I, <clears throat> she went home to beat the Lord. But when we was in Tulsa, we was at a, uh, we lived there in Broken Arrow. And we was having service there in Oklahoma with Brother Hagen, big crusades down there in the convention center. <clears throat> and so my wife, she said, Daryl, said, yeah. 
She said, we don't have the money for the rent. I said, oh, okay. And so we was trying to figure out where did it go? We're like, what happened? We knew, we knew we had it. Where is it? Couldn't find it. So we went to bed that night, and it was a Friday night, and Saturday was the last service for that week. And I said, so I said to myself, when I get up in the morning, I'm going to pray, okay? And so I'm going to go in the living room. Wife was still asleep. I said, I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to pray. And I'm like, how about the money, Lord? Show me the money. You say, whatever thing we ask in your name, you know, where, help me out. Help me out. Help the brother out. So I got up in the morning, and I got up. I started walking in the living room. And I was about to ask God to help me. I need the money. And the Lord, it was like the Holy Ghost just took his hands and put it over my mouth. He said, shh. Something went over my mouth. He went, shh. Worship me. I'm not as fast as you Californians. So I stopped a few minutes, paused, and then I went back to again. Lord, what do I do? I need the money. And again, he put his finger over my mouth. Shh. Worship me. Second time. I stopped. I paused. Then I went back the third time. Show me the money, honey. I need it. What did I do? Then the third time, he went, shh, worship me. On the third time, I stopped. I just walked around in the living room. I worship you. I thank you. No music, no nothing. I praise you. I honor you. You are so good to me. And I'm the, I, God is my witness. I got so caught up worshiping God. Pastor, I forgot to pray and ask for the money. I got so caught up worshiping God, my sister, that I didn't even care if I lost my house because I was in his presence. There was a peace, there was a calmness that came on me. And then I looked at my watch, I'm like, ah, I gotta get downtown for the service. So rushed downtown, took a shower real quick, rushed down, down, downtown to the service. And when I got to the service, you know, big convention center. You can hold about 15,000, 20,000 people. It's about 15,000 people. And when I got to the convention center, it was this couple. Uh, they was about uh, in their 80s or so, mid-80s. And they, the board members were Brother Hagen. And they come with us on the road when we travel on the road with Reverend Hagen. And as I was on, as I came in, the, the wife, she said, hey, Daryl. I said, yeah. She said, come here, come here, come here. I said, okay. I ran to her. And then she said, I got something for you. I was looking for you last night. I said, okay, all right, fine, you know. And then she goes in her purse, and she pulls out this check. And then so I looked at her. Her husband was standing right there. I'm like, your husband, no? Is you so good with your husband? And she said, oh, I got my money, and he has his money. I said, okay, good. <laughs> and, then, and then so I took it. I thanked her, put it in my pocket. And then so we went into the service. I went around the corner. I went, opened it up. It was the exact amount for my rent. He's not a lot of times out in the big, big, big uh, 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 storm. Sometimes he's in the quiet, still voice. 
Shh. Worship me. Be still and know that I'm God. We so busy. Ah, he went, shh, get in my presence. And he fought my battle. My battle, we needed rent paid. What's your battle? Notice this. So that word kept coming up to relinquish. Say relinquish. After the Lord showed me he wanted to fight my battle, I'm going to say this real quick here. He said, Daryl, you want me to fight your battles. He said, you've been fighting your own battles, even as a preacher. We still got to believe God for things. We got to believe pastors. We have to believe. We don't get saved and become pastors and we don't have to believe for nothing else. We got to believe God for just like you. We got to believe God for the family, for the natural things, for the finances, and then for the ministry. And this is what he showed me. He said, I never called my people to fight one battle. He said, I called them to fight the good fight of faith. And this is what he showed me. He said, if, Darryl, if you're trying to figure it out, that's you fighting the battle. He said, if you're wondering how it's going to work out, that's you fighting the battle. Then he hit me again. He said, even after you have given it to me and you're trying to figure out how I'm going to do it, that's you fighting the battle. I said, you got me. And then from there, this word started coming up. I, I looked it up. Relinquish. I said, out of my I said, God, I relinquish. And then I looked it up to give up something such as a responsibility. We think it's our responsibility to pray and ask God then for us to help him bring it to pass. Allowing him to fight your battle is totally relieving yourself of the responsibility of doing anything. Why? Based on our covenant. Say covenant rights. And one of your covenant rights is this, to relinquish so he can fight your battle. I got a right to live stress-free. I have a right to live in peace. I have a right to live in victory if I will allow him to fight my battles. Mm. Mm. Turn to the next one. Do we have another definition for that? Uh, um, the cinnamons? So let's look at this. To abandon. What's that word? Ab, 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 abdicate. And what's the seat? CD. Whatever it is. Notice this. To relinquish. To drop out. To forego. To hand over. To quit. To renounce. In order for God to give you the victory, you have to drop out of the fight. I can't touch it. I can't, I can't touch that no more. Why? I gave it to him. He's fighting it. Well, what you going to do? The devil is going to try to come to you. What you going to do? Friends, husband, wife may say to the spouse, what we going to do? I can't touch it. I gave it to him. I hand it over to him. <laughs> Doctor going to say, you're going to die. I hand it over to him. Okay, let me close. Let's go on down to 
Did you, you, are you seeing this? But you have to say it to yourself over. Though thoughts going to come, what you going to do? He's fighting my battle. So simple. He's fighting my battles. How are you going to get out of it? He's fighting my battle. God is fighting my battle. He fought my battle last night to find my computer. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Denver Airport is not a small airport. Someone could have picked it up. But I have a covenant, Pastor. I have a covenant. And that covenant is between God and you. It's not a corporate thing. It's personal. It's between God and whatever your name. Whatever your name. Whatever your name. Hallelujah. Let me, let me. So uh, we're going to skip down. I like this, man. I, shoot. Woo. I'm going to have to come back another time, Pastor. Because you guys are a church of worship. And he began to show me what worship was all about. It changed me. So can you go back down to, I want to, to look at this. The Lord, to, to speed this up, after the prophet prophesied, let's look at verse 18. Oh, let's look at verse 17. Can I say something real quick? When you get into the spirit, as pastor says, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. When you get in that place in the spirit of God, he'll give you the direction you need. He told them exactly where the devil was hiding. He like they over there. This is what they plotting to do. Then he said, go get him. Why are you telling me to go get them when you say you're not going to fight my battle? Let me show you something. Y'all Y'all ready? Y'all got your dancing clothes on? So notice this. Verse 17. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. Every time you come to church on Sunday mornings and Wednesdays, you are positioning yourselves. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord is with you. Now, God, what you talking about? You saying you're going to fight my battle, but you telling me to go against my enemies. We already told you they outnumber us. We already told you that we don't have the strength. We already told you what they planned to do, but you're going to tell me go get them? He has a plan. You see it, don't you? He has a plan. Just, just, just think. He said, don't fight, but he said, go anyways. So the Lord showed me, oh, God, pastor. Everyone stand up on your feet. Glory to God. Don't go down there. Amen. Let's worship God. Let's listen. I don't have time to finish up, but the Lord showed me. Just go read it. He said, Daryl, 
if you see how not only I fight your battles, but how I give you the victory, you will never want to fight another battle. Let's just do that. We're quick right here. Raise your hands to the Lord. Say, Heavenly Father, I repent. I relinquish. I let go. I drop out. I forego the responsibility of even thinking that I can fight any battle. Who am I to think I can win the battle? For my own self. I'm not big enough. But I serve a big God. And I am in covenant. With the God. Who has a perfect track record. Of fighting his people battles. In the name of Jesus. I repent. I change. I turn my mind. I turn it around. No longer. Will I take the temptation or accept the temptation of fighting any battle, no matter what it is, in thought or action, I relinquish. I'm done. I'm not going to do it. Amen. Amen. So, so... We will, you may, be, you may be seated, and, and we will have Daryl back, but I saw it. So I, just because I want to give it to you to go, understand this, and I haven't even seen his notes, but I know the Word of God. I have in my notes, I wrote, even before, before I wrote, um, he has a plan. He said, he's got a plan. But before I wrote that, I put, you are the plan. It's not, it, it's not you. It's his word in you, the hope of glory. It's, it, here, I, I can prove it so many scriptures. It's meditate on the word day and night to observe, to do all that's written, and then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. You are God's answer to this earth. But it's not you. Uh, um, 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 lean not to your own understanding. It's the word that's coming out. It's the word that's coming out of you. And, and you know what? You say, but Pastor, how does that happen? It happens by you just doing what you did today. How many felt very spiritual today when you first woke up? It don't make any difference how you feel. You got out of bed. You said, this is the first day of the rest of my life. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to listen. How many were listening to the word? And that word goes in your heart, goes in your mind, goes in your ears, and it gets put in your heart. And the next thing you know, you're about to, you're so ticked at your wife, and you go, love never fails. Freely you have received, freely give. It just starts happening. You start to act like Jesus. Can I tell you why you act like Jesus? Because you're starting to think like Jesus. But you got to go. 
you are his hands and his feet. Jesus said, it's good that I go because I'm going to go. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit is going to fill you. Now what are you doing? Now, you know what? <laughs> See, you think, you think JC, JC's walking in her humility and quiet self. But in the kingdom of God, all the demons are like, whoa, they're, they're, why? Because she's got the word of God coming out of her mouth. Think of this. If she has the full armor of God in the dynamic, in the dynamic, in the, um, in the, in the, in the spiritual realm, man, who do they see? They see Jesus. It's his armor. They see God. That's who you are. You are God's plan. Not with your crazy old thinking, but with your, your amazing new thinking. Does that make sense? Father, we thank you that you have, I'm sorry, let me see one more thing. If you fight the battle, somebody going to fight the battle. You need to make up your mind who's going to fight it. See, when you start speaking God's word over stuff, you're not fighting it. You're not leaning into your understanding. You're, you're, you're deferring to him. He's fighting it for you. Raise up your hands. Father, thank you for blessing us. Stretch your hands towards Daryl. We, Father, thank you for the man of God that you've called to so many congregations, but certainly to this congregation as a man that would come alongside Tamara and I and, 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 and Pastor George and Pastor Lydia and help us to mature the saints. Father, thank you that his, his days in front of us, in front of him, are better than his days behind him. As good as, as much ministry is taking place, oh, just the beginning of what you have for him. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, if you want to come tonight, Daryl's going to be here tonight uh, ministering to Esperanza. We thank God. Everybody, and just you know, everybody's always invited to Esperanza, just like you're invited to the first or second service. Okay, good, 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 good. All right, praise God. We'll have people up front after the service praying many times. It's so important that you not just hear the word of God, but there's something that happens through prayer. And they'll be up here and they'll pray with you as long as you'll, you'll be here. If, if they're busy, just wait in the front row. Of course, you know what? I mean, no, we got some good food today. I mean, no, we got some good food today. Uh, we have, go ahead, guys, go ahead and show them the good food that we got. That's a beautiful, um, yeah. So we got uh, BLTs, delicioso, so good got a quarter pound uh, a hot dog. Of course, we have, um, you know what, our slushies, frappuccinos, and fresh baked goods. Go back there and get something for lunch and get something for dinner. Load your gun. It'll be a blessing. How many know how much goes of, of the proceeds? How many know how much goes to the kids' fun zone? All of it. All of it. I mean, we gotta we got to buy the stuff, but after we buy it, all the, all the proceeds go to kids' fun zone. All right. Can I pray with you? Yeah. Yeah. The love of God is so great that if you're even worrying or anxious about anything, 
your hand is helping God to fight the battle. And he don't need your hand. He needs your faith. And he needs your worship. My friend, she's a worship leader, and she said, oh, Daryl, after uh, saying this, she said, oh, Daryl, we sing this song. This is how we fight our battles. She said, now that I understand we don't fight no battle, we can't sing that song. You know, it was, it was good. We were talking about in worship, this is how we fight our battle. I don't, you don't fight the battle. Get the revelation. You don't fight it. You don't fight it. You worship, but you don't fight it. So if, so that's how much, and this is all based on his love. He said, I love you so much. I don't want you to contemplate about, or don't even think about tomorrow. Don't worry. If, if the lily of the valley is clothed, how much more will I take care of you? It's all about his love. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You look at the apostles, you look at the apostle Paul or the apostle Peter, Paul or, or John, man, they had stepped into the, the Bible says uh, to press into the rest. There's this rest. We're like, ah, I don't, I don't. It's, it's what I said. Somebody's going to fight, but if you're going to fight, God's like, all right, I ain't going to fight. But if you won't fight, he'll step up for you. Father, May the Lord bless us today. May he keep us. May his face shine upon us. May he be gracious to us. May his countenance be upon us. May the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be holy and acceptable in our sight. May we leave here looking more like Jesus and acting like Jesus because we are thinking more like Jesus. And Father, bless this food to our bodies. Bless these people who prepared it. Bless these gracious people who are serving it. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for the service tonight that you're going to minister to. In Jesus' name we pray.